like every single time I've tried to plan for anything, it's never worked. It's just a matter of going with opportunities as they arise and and doing things that maybe make you a little uncomfortable, but you just know are right. Hello again, friends. Thank you so much for joining me here. It is Greg with the Wisdom of the Wilderness podcast. Thank you for being here and spending a little bit of your day learning something new. We are here to share wisdom gained from time spent in nature with a dose of inspirational and empowering stories of everyday people that move through uncharted territory, both literal and figurative. I hope you are as excited as I am to get to this week's episode. Here we go. Hey, and thank you for listening today, friends. This was an exciting episode to record because it's a second in-person interview, and I was the interviewee. My good friend Elena Harder interviewed me talking about my journey into different ways of well-being and some of the consciousness-based modalities that I've learned for the sessions that I offer. It was a heck of a lot of fun to record this in person, eye-to-eye, face-to-face, And what's really interesting is uh, I discovered that my recording software ends abruptly at 59 minutes and 59 seconds. So if you listen all the way through, you'll notice that there is all of a sudden a very abrupt and the interview's over. There was a little bit of awesome stuff. No, there was a lot of awesome stuff that was in that last five or 10 minutes, but uh, it's gone forever out into the ethers. So I will do what I can to put information into the show notes, but I think there's a lot of valuable information in this. And if there's one thing I can share from my own journey as someone who has done a lot of personal growth work and healing work, and then taken the plunge into becoming a practitioner and observer myself, the biggest piece of advice I can offer you is if you're curious, go and try something. A lot of the modalities that we both mention in this, a lot of the different ways of observing energy of changing of transformation they are experiential and they don't necessarily fit into easy linear boxes or cause immediate effect or if this then that Uh, breathing techniques tapping observation some of the modalities i mentioned like linking awareness the body talk system reiki remote healing remote tarot elena shares a couple she's tried these things have to be experienced for yourself because our bodies have an innate wisdom that knows how to heal. If I get a cut on my finger, my body knows how to heal it. I don't have to go and have a special magical treatment or have a doctor tell me, hey, your body needs to heal. It knows how to do it itself. And we really can connect with our own intuition, our gut feelings, and discern, is this a good idea for me or not a good idea for me? Is this something I want to try or not something I want to try? And it's okay. We live in this amazing time where there are all kinds of different approaches to energy change and healing. And we can experience as many or as few as we'd like. And that's part of the magic of this time. So I encourage you to listen to this with an open mind. There's a lot of great information. Part of my story is shared. Part of Elena's story is shared. And if you are curious, if you do have more questions, please feel free to reach out to me through the podcast uh, that email is wisdomofthewilderness at protonmail.com, or you can check out my website at gregvarigan.com, which I will also link in the show notes. And without further ado, we're going to jump right into the interview right after you hear the cow. 
we're back and in a super cool twist uh on this podcast someone sitting right in front of me is going to interview me today so uh hey there hey greg great to be back on the podcast with you so um for the listeners you may remember greg and i greg interviewed me elena harder um of the Joygasmic Life podcast about healthy sexuality, wild birthing, etc. A couple episodes back, and Greg mentioned, uh, Greg offered me a beautiful body talk session a while ago, and we were talking about his work and what he offers, and realized that there's no information about that on the podcast, or not too much, and so just wanted to give him an opportunity to share about how he got into doing all the things, and what exactly it is that he does with his work with people. And I'm really curious to hear about that too, because I just had this very brief experience and was very curious about what you're creating. So yeah, um, thanks for the opportunity to interview you, Greg. It's really exciting. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I guess I could start a number of ways. Um, So like many people who may be looking into alternative treatments or ways of healing the body and working with the body, I had a number of bad experiences with Happens. Western medicine, if you can call it that, and a whole bunch of synchronicities happened in my life, and I ended up being gifted a body talk session in 2013 when I was going through quite a challenging time in my life, and this woman who was in a course I was in offered it to me. I lay on a bunch of yoga mats, and my hand moved around a little bit, and all kinds of stuff that I had never mentioned publicly, the person was like asking about. And I was like, this is interesting. And the week after, I noticed more changes in my body and in my life than I had with years of working with physiotherapists, having a doctor tell me he had to cut off the tip of my toes and I'd never Ooh. run again. Oh my God. Um, yeah, 10 years. Yes, they're still here. It's great. Uh, yeah, 10 years of working through treatment for... Uh, Iliotibial band friction syndrome, which actually turns out was just tight quads, but yeah. So, oh, gosh, <laughs> through through the magic of these breathing and tapping techniques, um, as part of that, I noticed a whole bunch of changes, and within nine months, my life had completely changed. I was in a different job, a different country, uh, a different career path, and I had the time and the opportunity to start taking courses and have some amazing mentors, and one thing led to another, and uh, then I was at your house to uh, observing a session for you, and now here we are. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that. I mean, just uh, you just overviewed like 10 years so fast, um, but I love that story, and it is really common for people to sort of encounter alternative healing and then have not only their physical health symptoms radically transform, but also have their whole lives transform as a result as they start this spiritual wake up or this mm-hmm. experience of really tapping into the idea that there is stuff beyond the physical body, beyond the 3D, um, and that, that ha- working with that, impacting that, um, playing with that, and actively changing things can really ripple out into our lives and really incredible ways yeah yeah we're so conditioned to like the cause and effect you know like Mm. oh my arm hurts okay cool put ice on your arm i have a headache take an advil a tylenol but there's so many other ways we can heal you know working working with somebody this morning uh back pain was something that came up and what's cool with like the consciousness bases that we have or the other things alternative treatments woo woo whatever uh 
the back wasn't addressed directly, but working with emotions in the abs and balancing and highlighting, just observing what's happening. Don't know why my hands are drawn here. My hands are drawn here. And it, a huge shift can happen immediately, but it doesn't fit the linear model or this happens, this happens, this happens. Oh, you got to talk to a specialist. Someone can just sit here and make eye contact and the whole world changes. And, and <laughs> that part's really cool. Yeah. How do you then explain that back into a very left brain, yes, left brained world of this follows this follows this follows this. Like I went for a beautiful run and a person was on a table and I observed this and now we're here and the sun is still shining, the birds are chirping, like there's magic happening. Yeah. But that doesn't fit. I go see a doctor. The doctor tells me this. Yeah. And I create something. Well, and I think I think a lot of that comes down to the idea of like root causes versus symptomology. Mm. And so if somebody comes with like a back pain, for example, um, how did the, like, when did the back pain start? Why, why, what was going on in their life at the time, right? Often low back pain is related to finance stuff and safety in the world and that sort of like Mm -hmm. sacral and, and root chakra type stuff. And so when we're talking about solving that through 3D action, Western quote medicine, um, you know, we're looking at the, the spinal adjustments, we're looking at the physical body but if there are um you know patterns of thought (laughs) patterns of thought that are keeping that low back tight like oh how am i gonna pay my bills oh my rent money or whatever that like when unless you're addressing those underlying anxiety thoughts Mm -hmm. like good luck solving the the physical body and so when we're looking at different modalities, one that is more broad spectrum, one that touches on all of those, touches on the physical body. Because I remember like you, you had your hands in different Mm. parts of my body, like very intuitively and very respectfully as well, Um, (laughs) which is very important in a like phrasing masculine practitioner, straight up, super important. Um, (laughs) There, um, but like there were, there were things that you said and I was like, how does he know that? Like Mm. how how is that coming through your voice? And I also go like, wow, that's like super accurate. Like you pinpointed um, like dehydration in my body that had resulted from moving from a more moist climate to a much drier climate here in Kimberly. And it was really fascinating because I was like, oh, like I've never talked to you about that. I never mentioned it to you, but it's definitely something like that I had noticed in my lips. And then in the week afterwards, like you literally it's not like you even told me to drink more water. I didn't change what I was drinking, but it was just the acknowledgement and the energy work that you did around that through a very intuitive means. And I was like, oh, seems to be less of an issue this week. Like, wow. So I'm curious if you can share like, what is your understanding around how that works or what is it that you're doing in the session based on your understanding? Yeah. Great question. It's essentially working with the innate wisdom and we get an aspect of the observer effect of, you know, you have your life experience and someone just shows up and that observation of change that wants to shift is an aspect of it. Mm. And, um, one of the great modalities I learned is called linking awareness. I will link that in the show notes. Uh, I Lucia. Um, <laughs> that's been really helpful for just like the presence showing up and observing it. Can Mm. you be present with someone and I'm going to, you know, go to my, go to my place and just listen and focus on Elena and what Elena is saying or feeling. 
Um, learning the body tax system was great because it works with, again, the body's innate wisdom. Your body knows how to heal. All issues in the body show up in the mind first as thinking patterns, as yeah. emotions, as whatever. Yeah. So everything is a reflection of everything. And what's cool with learning that system is you learn a set of structured intuitions. So working with like your body's priorities for healing, but my intuition validating with biofeedback, um, as well as just kind of following and flowing. So you learn a very linear like formula proto or protocol chart with, you know, it's highlighting formulas to the body mind. Oh, what I'm observing here is dehydration and seems like this. And just by phrasing that out loud, highlights it to your body. Oh, hey, if this is something that you, as your innate wisdom can change, mm. that will start to change. And if mm. not, nothing happens. You're not going to, not even going to put that in the, <laughs> in the word, but you know, it won't go wrong. Nothing will just happen if that's not it. Right. Um, and for me as well with learning body talk, incorporating the other stuff, any other modality that I have experienced in my life or that I have, so like some Reiki stuff comes in and mm -hmm. There's aspects of am I, you know, going through the chart, memorizing the chart all the time, or I don't know why, but my hand is it okay right now. Mm -hmm. My hand is going to go right here, and all I feel is there's a difference here mm -hmm. that wants to happen, and something shifting, maybe observing something for every reason. My hand or an awareness in my hand is observing something there, mm -hmm. and this morning or earlier today, it was observing something in someone's abdomen. And mm. this evening, um, in a phone call by using the, oh gosh, what do you want to call it? The, the workspaces that we create to connect with people through quantum physics, like that can happen while I sit by the river and focus on the energy and just observe. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one of the things that's really incredible about sort of these more energetic based or observation or presence based healing modalities is that. They're totally effective over the internet, over phone. You don't necessarily even need to see the person to be able to interact with and observe their field. Um, I remember. I mean, there is something really beautiful about working with people in person, yeah, for sure, because there's, um, there's like a closeness, yes. right, and a and a balancing of the nervous system that can happen in that way. But with a skilled practitioner like yourself, like it's absolutely possible to create that kind of dynamic of trusting safe space even over something like a phone call or a zoom or whatever um, and I've experienced that with well not with you but like with other practitioners mm, definitely yeah. over the years being like wow like I don't cry like this in front of my mom but I cry like this like a baby in front of in front of this like incredible woman who just like pulls energetic hooks out of my body and and then wow I'm able to communicate really clearly as a result of that or I'm able yeah. to to shift and, and be really free yeah. yeah, yeah, we get so many aspects of consciousness, and everything has an awareness of something else. And to even to some level, like you know, we're we're talking. There's an energy exchange through our eyes right now. There's an energy exchange yep. through me speaking garbled English coming out of my mouth, um, <laughs> making up words as I go, being misunderstood. Um, but at the same time, okay. like there's our frequencies are interacting, our yep. auras are interacting, all of these things. So. Even, you know, working working with a remote session or something, like there is an awareness of some aspect and an awareness of another aspect and just observing it can shift that. Yeah. And like what we can do right now, uh, hopefully this beeping's not so loud, but 
we can shift this beeping with with a focus or just being aware and observing it and yeah look how fast that happened oh hey like, look bye bye like we we have this incredible power of intent and power of creation and at the same time as we can create magic and can be nice and quiet like based on our environmental stresses our family stresses our financial stresses like things can go sideways in the mind mm-hmm. or, you know the the back stuff that you mentioned earlier you know we think of all the phrasing involving the back uh, were you stabbed in the back you know like you got right. your back against the wall like all these things could be showing up so just having someone be able to observe and okay um and you know at the same time myself uh observing a session for you and say a mutual friend of ours observing the same thing we would see see or be aware of or observe completely different things mm. same person same time same everything just based off of our experiences and those shifts still happen mm. but we kind of go like oh did i do anything something that wanted to be observed was observed and shifted mm-hmm. and it looks different. It feels different. It's it's experiential. So trying to explain it, I'm going like, ah, look at these words. Words <laughs> come in to try and do it. But when you've gone through, you're like, wow, you know, I remember working with someone um, in person and just like, okay, I was just going to follow my hand. It was a good friend. We are just playing around. I follow my hand. I'm like, okay, I don't know why. My hand is just, like, it feels weird. I'm six inches off your body and somewhere around uh like t12 uh, thoracic vertebrae 12 in the back and person's like okay and then you know whatever happened happened and afterward uh that person shared with me that she has two two rods in her spine mm. and that's where it bugs her all the time like i don't consciously know that i could work through the protocol chart i can you know go into my communication cave and allow and invite things in and my hand feels different here mm-hmm. but to see the difference in the eyes you're like holy cow like okay that, mm. that's really cool but then to explain that to you know some of my friends that are phds or so anybody that's that's had a different background or something it can be quite challenging like yeah you're going to come in and you'll lie on a table and or you'll be through the computer screen and you might breathe, you might notice something, but your life will change. Yeah. But in what way, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it really, there is an opportunity for like so much to change. And it sometimes perplexes or like frustrates the logical mind who wants it to be one way or needs it to be something specific mm-hmm. or goes like, you know, very used to like massage and goes like, my body will feel more relaxed afterwards. And I was like, yeah. well, yes, your body will feel more relaxed afterwards because you've been held in a co- coherent field of love mm-hmm. and presence. And it turns out a lot of people are really, really needing that, um, you know, especially with the isolation that mm-hmm. a lot of people have experienced over the last couple of years. Um, and in general, before that, let's yeah. just be real. Like, it's not like, yeah. not like isolation and like lack of community was not an issue before the last two years. Um, it absolutely was, but there's this space where even just having somebody pay attention to you mm-hmm. is radically healing. Having, um, somebody pay attention to you and use their intuition and pinpoint the things that have been going on for you, you know, through their own intuitive wisdom and like nail it on the head. You just go like, oh, wow. Like, am I really that transparent? Mm -hmm. And it's like, yes, like the energy field of the human being really is that transparent to somebody who's got the eyes Mm -hmm. to see. And being witnessed in that 
is generally what we need if we think most people were raised with parents that were too busy or working or didn't really give them that love and attention. And if most of our illness comes from those childhood traumas, then having somebody witness us in those traumas, in the emotions that are trapped, in the sensations and the experiences, or the, you know, the lack of compassion we received after a surgery, Mm -hmm. had to get back to work, had to get back to a thing, or the lack of care we received postpartum, which is a, you know, a passion of mine, like just being witnessed and held physically, energetically, whatever it might be in that space is radically healing. And when those deeper underlying patterns are held, seen, loved, presenced, then yeah, of course, you know, if you had chronic back pain for a long time and all of a sudden, you know, somebody says, hey, it seems like I don't I can't think of an example. Maybe you can think of an example from somebody you've worked on. But, you know, the, whatever, it's like you pinpoint that moment where that happened and name it and witness it, then all of a sudden all the places where that's rippled into their life, mm-hmm. it no longer needs to impact them. Yeah, yeah, example. Maybe that was, I don't know, something was coming up like at age 17, you know, do you remember anything high school age? Maybe, no, 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 I don't, something about woman. Oh my gosh, my best friend. And I were dating the same woman, and she dumped me for him, and I never thought about that again. But now I'm, and her name was Gracie May, and blah, 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 blah. And yeah. this huge long story comes out, and that trapped emotion is released. Yeah. It can be something like that. And yeah. how does that then improve and enhance the communication of your body? You've been holding on to something for so long, yeah. or a short time even, that can come out and, and go. Yeah. Yeah, you had pinpointed there was, like, a blonde girl who'd, like, bullied me in school. And you were like, da 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 like, r- like ringing, ringing any bells? And I was like, oh, fucking, like, worst moment of my, like, child, like, mid-childhood. Like, thanks for poking that one, <laughs> Craig. But also, like, with so much love and compassion that it's just like, oh, I'm just going to let some tears go. And then I'll move into, like, being back in, in loving presence. And, mm-hmm. Like, how, how does that open me up to be connected to sisterhood to be like able to connect with other women in good healthy ways to have friends and like "Mm, all of those have been issues for me you know basically since around that time and having somebody again witness and presence that can really make a shift yeah yeah like all the different belief systems that we have and to some level anything showing up is a belief system yeah this thing that's sitting on the table is a air quote phone or it's a camera it's a what is it like all these labels we have for it but anything that that we're looking through healing has to look this way or relationships have to look this way or you know money only grows on trees like a lot of these things are just absorbed and can be absorbed when we're little and just to have it brought to awareness to be released the body the spirit the soul does what it needs to do with it yeah and that changes but to be like thank you for being open and willing to try something new because even to put it in words now like you're like holy cow but stuff is shifting yeah and that we all have that capacity like there's nothing particularly special about me or (laughs) about you you're super special i'm just a guy Uh, but we we can all access these abilities that we have it's just like be present with someone or you know shut the mind off don't talk just listen and allow this person a space where you can just be present for what 
needs to happen if that's if that's tears being released tears can also be about joy they're often associated like oh my god she's crying i don't know what to do she could be really happy mm-hmm. um so it can just be there and like what's happening is what needs to happen yeah and you know even your memory that memory came out now had that experience not happened to you at the age it happened your life is completely different absolutely but that also shaped a lot of things that you went through to make you who you are. So then your attractor field of people that you could support or that would, you know, you're sitting on a bus in Bali and, you know, brunette woman walks on and just starts, you know, sits beside you, starts talking about you or even doesn't say anything. Can her life shift by yeah. having that awareness? I don't know why I'm in this spot. <laughs> it showed up and here I am. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I'd love to hear some about the journey of learning to trust that intuition because that's a that's Oof. a really challenging piece for a lot of people. Like, um, yeah. I remember when I started exploring these different modalities and having like really vivid, really um, like clear messages coming through, but like to make them come out of my mouth as like a whole other ball game, um, or to to go like, hey, you know, like I see like an old man with a beard and next to a young lady who looks like she's in like a carnival costume like and to say something that to somebody and it's really personally meaningful for them Mm. but for me it was like I don't know why I'm seeing these things that's like something that came up in one of the trainings I've done Mm. um but like what was your journey in terms of learning to trust that intuition yeah speak it yeah really good question and it's really interesting looking back on my life now and seeing where there was intuitive awareness or consciousness awareness that I didn't have a context for, if that makes sense. So I think of being in high school and I'm a boy, um, having a really hard time in high school and not really knowing why. Just Hmm. being like, okay, cool. And then I was significantly heavier in high school, learning more and researching more. I'm like, hey, so if you do have like excessive fat or things, it can be a way of the body shielding itself. Mm-hmm. So looking at it now, you know, my perspective at the time, oh, like Greg's here, Greg's kind of angry and doesn't know what's happening, you know, like not the greatest person to be around. Um, realizing it now, hey, how much information was I picking up at a subtle mm-hmm. sense level that I wasn't aware, wasn't mine, and then trying it or in a way that energy wanted to release, hey, pow, I have a lot more weight than I do now. Hey, wow, I'm kind of irritated all the time because there's 30 people in my class, 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds, like hormones going crazy, this kid's being beaten at home, this, you know, this one's sad, this one's grandma's about to die, this one just wants to go and meet the boyfriend and have sex at lunchtime, like... All of that coming in and not even not having any skills or awareness of I can shield myself from this. So mm. I am feeling everything. Blah, it's going to come out somewhere. Yeah. But it's really easy to label that. And this was not me, but it's really easy. Like, oh, that kid's got ADHD. Oh, that kid's got an issue. We got to drug him. We got to do whatever. Versus yeah. could we teach people? Could we teach Alex? You know, this is an awareness. It's not yours. Check in. Is it mine? Nope. Oh cool I feel great now Mm. but if I didn't know that Mm -hmm. so how do you know if it's yours or not yours uh I I check uh yeah I go into my communication space and check and see mine or not mine okay um but that was kind of a start in reflection and more 
I lived in Colorado, a lot of stuff in my life changed, mm. and that was a very big period of growth and trust and whatnot. Um, all kinds of things I could share. The the one that comes to me is riding with a friend. Um, we're going to do a past life regression. I was going to do a past life regression. I was like, hey, can my friend come along? This would be kind of cool. Uh, we were driving down there, and I was driving. My friend was in the passenger seat. And all of a sudden, I just had this, like, vision. And I was like, oh, like, you're going to have kids? And I got this horrified look. And I'm like, well, I've been thinking about it, but I suggest you don't phrase stuff like that. <laughs> um but to, to really start to know, like, I'm just going to go here, I'm going to go here, and travel. Travel is something that we both mm. do. So yep. even though, you know, I grew up in Canada and here I am working in Colorado, I would go hiking different weekends. And it never, I didn't put a lot of planning into it, which is weird because I wasn't planning major. So it'd be like, oh, I'm going to go here. And okay, I'm just drawn to go here. I'm drawn to go here in experiences I had going camping, like I'm going to go here, we're going to hike two 14ers in Western Colorado. Oh, that place is on fire. Well, go over here then. How do I then meet someone who gives me directions to an incredibly sacred site in Mm. the middle of central Utah, which I'm not going to name with the verbal direction. I give these to one person a year. You happen to walk into the bookstore. I was waiting for my friend looking for a book and you gave me those directions. Like, I'm a guy standing here asking if you have a Hey Duke Live shirt and <laughs> yeah. here you go, go to a sacred place where you can feel the earth breathe. And like, so wow, yeah. at, at some point it shifted out of that mindset, like that we're a lot of people are in, in North America, like you must go to school, you must do this, you mm. must graduate at 22, you buy a house, you get married, you have kids, you work your life until you're 65, you retire and travel. <laughs> that very rigid, regimental, you know, society that we live in, I started, I tried a yoga class. It was super intimidating. But then saw, hey, wow, these people are more flexible. And then as I got more flexible, more flexibility in life showed up. Mm. And then more openness to different things showed up. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know about this, like, juice fasting thing. But now that I'm around people who are doing it, and I can see they're a lot happier and uh, more uh, authentic say than the people that I work with maybe I should try this mm. and a, as I just like yeah, one thing kind of went on each other on top of each other and now it's kind of like okay well I mean today we're what was it going to be like between I will text you after nine I'm like oh this came up this came up okay cool it's like two o'clock or something now but it's, <laughs> it's recording at the right time but trying to fit it into that having that intuition like it will work out I will mm. trust it will work out has mm-hmm. been good but I realized I've rambled a lot and haven't really I can't think of a single like this was the first time mm. it happened but there have been multiple of I'm just drawn to show up here for whatever reason yeah. I'm gonna hop on this flight to Darwin instead of going to Perth I don't know why oh then I had this magical experience with somebody here but mm. You know, I'm kind of drawn to go here. I'm kind of drawn to go here. Mm-hmm. Travel is such yeah. a great teacher of that, for sure. Um, even if it's not, and, and just flow, being in mm. flow and letting their, you know, it, it's so tricky when people are caught up in the nine to five being like, okay, this is what I do every day. This is like my routine and this is what I do. Um, so much of the magic of life and the opportunity to explore that magic happens when we create more 
open space when it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, what's going to happen today? Hey, I feel like going for a walk. And it doesn't have to be on a grand global scale or a big hiking mountains or traveling mm-hmm. internationally or whatever kind of scale. Um, I learned a lot of this living in Sayulita, which is a really beautiful little town down in Mexico. I spent six months of winter there. And do I feel like taking the first left or the second left to the beach? Oh, I, t- I feel like taking the second left. Hmm. Turns out when I take the second left, I bump into my friend. Hey, friend, what are you doing? Oh, you're doing this? Oh, great. Like, I guess I'm not going to the beach. I'm going to go with you to the the other thing and, and just sort of following that that trail. And I even see it as like a, like a little golden path. Yeah. Of like most most beautiful synchronicity, most beautiful, um, you know, most fortuitous, most um, aligned experience of life and just following that thread as much as we can. It's like, yeah, you might have, I mean, especially with like, I've got a kid and a baby on the way, but like, especially with kids, it can feel tricky to follow that. But actually, kids are like the best at following that. And if we can follow them, like, I don't know how many adventures I got into because Alex was like, mom. You want to go to the beach, but we're walking three three left-hand turns and a right-hand turn and going a different direction. And I met, like, a, an incredible human from also Colorado mm-hmm. under a mango tree on a day I had meant to go to the beach. And I ended up at the park and just being like, wow, like, thanks. I needed a new client. Here's my new clients. Oh, You've got a book that just, like, shakes me to the core. And, like, we were absolutely meant to meet in that moment. But if I hadn't been following the flow, mm-hmm. well, maybe we would have met you know, three days later on the beach or whatever, life was still trying to line me up with that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's really beautiful to be in that flow. And that speaks really well to the question I had about intuition mm-hmm. because it's like learning to trust and follow that flow yeah. will naturally lead you to be more in connection with your intuition and the ability to speak and share those those wisdoms because you've got a sort of a very 3D macro, like large-scale version of that trust. So then it comes down into body work. It's a much, like more micro person to person level trust that what you're experiencing and what you're wanting to share is valid in that space. Yeah. Yeah. Like can and and like to to elaborate a bit, like be, being there and being present and being present with what's showing up. Mm-hmm. Um it's it seems like it's a different way of going about it than I have this giant list, I have my giant protocol, I have this, I'm mechanically going through it there's a place for that but to have that flow too Mm. kind of like to see life change from a very linear you know think of a box going down or the the words up on that vision board going down you know versus all of a sudden it went from this is a very structured thing to like it's like a three-dimensional chessboard with multiple levels and this is going over to here like seeing something or here i've got a notepad in front of me so i'm sure everyone's seen a piece of lined paper you know, writing stuff down on a line paper versus now it's three D chessboard mm-hmm. and it's all moving and these strings are connecting mm-hmm. and trusting that what's going to show up will show up. Mm-hmm. Like it really was like, oh, I had this thought. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that was right. Like this is why I had that weird feeling about not going there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Why I did go to this place or like, hey, I don't know why, but I'm not going to drive over here Wednesday. What happened? Oh yeah, it was a th- you know. 12 inch blizzard and the road shut down oh I just got the feeling I don't really feel like the drive so I'm going to trust that and yeah I would definitely say too the more that the more that you trust your gut go with your instinct use your intuition like the easier it becomes because yeah. then you start to step out of that mind like I need to know why I need to know why I'm like I'm just going to go with whatever and yeah and it will work and 
I think we're all aware of it. We can all access it, but we're kind of conditioned out of it through the different schooling systems and whatnot mm. to to be more structured and rigid. Whereas this is like loose and mm-hmm. challenging to explain, but it works out easier. Yeah, and, so, and when you oh, sorry, I was and so just reconnecting with that innate ability we all have. Absolutely, when when you're talking about tapping into that intuition sometimes people have a hard time telling the difference between intuition and fear mm-hmm. they're like they both show up as voices in my head yeah. telling me to do things like any insight or yeah support uh, around so how that, to tell which one's sure. which yeah yeah that's a really good question too because a lot of it can be you know like are you are you about to do this or are you not about to do this um i personally like to get grounded i'm mm. a huge fan like barefoot on the earth and yes ground that um you know meditation can help in whatever way that is for you for me meditation often happens i run uh i run without headphones or anything most of the time and at some point my mind shuts off Mm. um you know it can be just taking some conscious breaths but to really try to drop into the heart space and and connect with it because there are so many things always like scrambling for our attention Mm. and maybe it is a legit fear response or maybe it's just that fear of i'm taking a new step and it's going to be uncomfortable Mm. Um, recording this podcast might be uncomfortable or Mm -hmm. you know showing up just how i am might be uncomfortable but going with it Mm -hmm. because i think a lot of the stuff a lot of the things that we have we have a lot of belief systems about ourselves and how we should be or how things should look and if you can just step out of that or become aware of it that i am here and if I'm concerned about something, like, that's a me thing. If someone else is concerned about something, that's a them thing. Like, my responsibility is here, and mm-hmm. me, and it's my experience, and yours is totally different, and we're both sitting in the same room mm-hmm. arbitrarily looking at the same stuff, but mm-hmm. totally different. So I can do this, you can do you, and we can connect, we can bounce off. Who knows what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. We're connecting, so hooray. Yeah. Yes. Well, and you said, like, we're looking at the same things. It's like, no, we're absolutely not. You're looking at me. I'm looking at you. You've got, like, this background. We're in the same room, but, like, I'm looking at, you know, the things behind you. There's a plant and da-da-da, and you're looking at the things behind me. We actually have radically different experiences of being in the same place. And I love that when when we're tapped into that flow, it's like people can literally have very different experiences. Like yesterday, Mm -hmm. for example... um, we were doing the yum oh, yes, and, yeah. and the, the, the truck that got stuck, right? Yeah. And and so um, this is just a, I think it's a good example of like different people's experiences. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're, we're doing some stuff in the driveway. There's quite a few cars. A couple people are like blocked in and the woman who's hostessing her partner comes home and se- and she goes, oh, he's going to be angry because he's blocked in. And so Greg and I both go like, shit, where are the cars behind him? Like, let's get out of here ASAP and just like move over so he can get out. And, and he goes like, oh, I'm blocked in. And um, my perception was he was angry and decided to drive into the snowbank and like make a parking spot for himself in the middle of like a four foot deep snowbank instead. And for me, getting stuck in a snowbank is like one of my worst fears. I have to find somebody to un unstuck me it's not fun it's like time wasting etc 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 um and so even as him and his buddy are like hopping out of the vehicle I go like oh he is angry right and I'm a little bit scared that I've like pissed him off because I'm hostessing co-hostessing at his house etc etc um I chatted with him about it later he's like oh I thought it'd be fun if I got stuck I know my buddy can pull me out in two minutes 
And that's exactly what they did. They pulled it like, you know, we cleared the space. The guy pulled his truck out. He pulled his buddy out of the snow. And it was like totally fine. But there was this like, uh, you know, this thread of fear, mm -hmm. of anger that sort of like wove itself through that moment. And if I had held on to like, oh, now he's mad at me or, oh, now he's mad because like, you know, there's too many people in the driveway or whatever. Like we could get stuck in those states of fear, which is the kind mm -hmm. of stuff we were talking about way earlier in the episode yeah. about like places where it gets stuck in the body. But actually everybody was fine and he probably had fun. I mean, he's a guy, like a country guy with a big truck. Like yes. it's fun driving in the snowbanks for him. For me is like not because I like to drive a minivan and I'm a mom. It's like not, not, not fun to get yeah. stuck, but just really different perspectives. Yeah. And even though we're all sharing the same reality, like we really do have very different experiences of that reality, even as a couple living in a space together, radically mm -hmm. different life experiences. Yeah. And, and it's neat that we can step back and go, wow, let's observe this experience and release anything that might have had to shift from yesterday. Yeah. And not from yesterday, but even for going forward, like, hey, maybe that demystifies being stuck yeah. for you. Yeah. Or maybe like, hey, that was a great learning experience on watching them figure out the truck and tow it out. Yeah. And yeah. And I'm sure there were people out there that were totally oblivious to what was going on. Yeah. And yeah. Other people <laughs> totally missed the whole thing happening, yeah. right? They were like well, 40 feet away. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's really interesting how everybody can have those different experiences. And when you said that, I'm like, oh, indeed, like how much of, you know, cause I had this, like a, this abusive relationship past, like there's a good chunk of me that for many years was just like, don't piss the men off. Angry men are very dangerous, very scary. Mm. Right. So like, that's yeah. part of why I was like, I got to like move my car now. Right. So nobody's getting hit or hurt or, and that's not part of what would actually have happened in that field at all. But within mm. my experience of that field it was like and when I saw him drive into the snowbank I'm like he's pissed right where he wasn't pissed he was just like having fun driving into yeah. the snowbank being like if I get stuck my buddy will like call me out no problem so it's just and I think life is doing that all mm -hmm. the time for us you know sometimes people go like oh I'm stuck in these cycles and the same things keep happening over and over again but when we can bring presence and mm -hmm. peacefulness and love to those situations all of a sudden we can undo those experiences and sometimes it's easier to do that on a table with a practitioner yeah. than it is to let life sort of show you where you're yeah. stuck because you don't necessarily have, you know, you sort of like chatted with me in that moment <clears throat> and you were like, I think everything's fine. If he is upset, it's okay. Like we, we already did the thing we needed to do, which is yeah. move. Um, but if, you know, if people are going through really intense experiences where it's the same <clears throat> thing over and over again, the same experience over and over again, then, you know, getting on a table and having yeah. somebody who's trained in presencing those more challenging experiences and help them release from the physical and energetic spectrums of your body can absolutely help shift the external realities so that, you know, I just go like, ha, boy's getting stuck in the snow. They're having fun. Yeah. They're having fun. Great. You know, yeah. like, and, and be more at peace with it. Yeah. Yeah. And especially too, I think we talked a little bit about this earlier when we were chatting over some food. Um, like having that mirror because, you know, this stuff like I am having my experience, but to some degree I'm blinded to what someone else who just walks up and asks a question like I had no idea. Some mm. of the dating stuff we talked about earlier is like these are really good questions. Mm. This is a pattern. Hey, wow, I was not consciously aware of that. I was aware of the one level that, hey, single moms keep showing up, mm -hmm. um, but not the, the intent behind it. But mm. would I have seen that on my own or could that just be like, you're the practitioner for the dating thing. So that was really cool to have. And 
again, on a table, around a table, whatever it is. So I think that part's really cool too, that just to have someone else yeah. can have that thing that we don't see or a family doesn't see or a partner doesn't see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how, awareness. how often is it so easy to see other people's stuff? Yeah. It's so tricky to see our own stuff. And that's why we need community. That's why the isolation is like actually sort of dangerous because it's a lot easier to get mm-hmm. stuck in these like repetitive thought cycles. And, you know, it's helpful because when it's really repetitive, it becomes very clear what needs work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it becomes yes. very clear where the work needs to happen. And, you know, with guidance or with our own volition, mm-hmm. we can sort of start putting pattern interrupts in there and go like, oh, I seem to yeah. be worrying about this thing over and over and over again. Okay, do I want to stay in worry and pain and suffering and fear and anxiety? Or would I rather utilize this, you know, all of those emotions or any of those emotions as an opportunity to bring presence and love and patience yeah. and kindness back to myself? Yeah. It's awesome. And what's really cool is like if you bring a group together for something, like you can mm-hmm. see common themes that shift for everybody mm-hmm. of whether it's a group healing or you all go to a sound bath or, yeah. you know, I'll be doing one on the 26th, like come and check it out. But to have that show up where we can have, you know, I, the one I went to was a gong bath, right? My friend did a qigong, some qigong exercises and played the gong. And all of the 10 people that were there had had a completely different experience. What is that frequency changing in your body? What is that awareness coming to? Were you, you know, in Shavasana asleep? Were you not? Um, to, to show up to something, even like say an AA meeting mm-hmm. or Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, you know, like to be around a presence of people, something shifts so mm-hmm. that we can all get together. Because yeah, I mean, it's been a, quite a while of mental health stress, mm-hmm. financial stress, like day-to-day life things becoming complicated like that's a lot but if the group comes together then some of those things will shift in different ways just from someone observing it or mm-hmm. playing a gong or yeah. pointing out dating things they didn't notice or whatever it is uh-huh. like, oh dating things oh fun stuff, fun <laughs> stuff. Yeah, maybe we should do that do a session on like dating i'll record that and release it as an episode <laughs> some of the experience romantic partnership success or something what's blocking you from it well, self-love, mm. believing you deserve the thing. I mean, that's what it comes down to. just want to check in on the recording, yeah. make sure we're still, we're still going and everything's we good. We are still going and everything is good. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, relationships are, I mean, whether that's romantic, family, etc., like, just like being on the table, mm. things come up, right? Just like in our daily life, things come up. But it's how, how do we handle it? What's our default mode of handling it? And for a lot of people, I mean, I remember my aunts being like, in our family, we just sweep stuff under the rug. That's how we handle it. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, that's why there's like a mountain in the middle of the living room and nobody can hang out and talk to each other. Like, oh, maybe we should maybe work on this. Right. Like, I, actually, my response was like, maybe in your side of the family, but in my side of the family, we figured out how to like sweep it out the front door and like let it go and never have it trouble us again. It's just sort of what mm. I would really recommend doing. Yeah. Um, which is why people end up needing practitioners because they've mm. been sweeping stuff under the rug for their whole lives for the most part, a lot of people. Um, but especially in the dating world, it's like all those heartbreaks, um, all the like, oh, I was so excited about, and and then, you know, yeah. not coming to fruition. And I think one of the things that really helped me in terms of being successful in moving forward is I always looked at heartbreak or relationship loss as an opportunity to like 
yes, my heart is broken, but that lets the light shine through. Mm -hmm. And how can I utilize this pain of like an illusion of loss of love actually connect me deeper to the true source of love, which is like all of life and all of existence and sort of the underlying unity consciousness. And when you do that, then it's like, oh, great, go cry your heart out. But like cry your heart out and let your heart expand Mm -hmm. like a thousand fold because of how intense the pain is and and purify, you know, the the challenges and just keep keep opening going. Yeah. Yeah, can we be open because we're all going to keep changing. We can choose to keep changing and growing and step beyond the arbitrary perceived self-limits we have. Mm -hmm. Can we keep going with that? And it's cool how as like you're sharing that, I'm feeling that people are listening or feeling that, but that's going to resonate out and have an effect that we can all come to. And we're, this is uncomfortable, so I can hold on to it or Mm -hmm. do something that maybe looks a little bit different, but... Mm-hmm. Let it go. Breathe into it and like thank it for what it's teaching you because that lesson is valuable a day down the line, a week down the line, a year, yeah. a month, whatever it might be. Having that awareness of it. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. Don't need to get the razor blades out. We can keep Been there. going. Yeah. Like, Been there. Pondered that. Yeah. Have a deep breath. Go get some chocolate. Whatever it might be. Yeah. Deep breath and a hug from a friend. Yeah. Deep breath and a hug from yourself if there's no friends. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, re- reaching out for connection because mm-hmm. we can really do so much yeah. with connection. Yeah, and the, we, we often, like, you know, the 3D very much goes like connection comes from another person. Mm-hmm. A lot of people go connection comes from a substance, which is like I literally had somebody yesterday be like, when I'm upset, I eat sugar. When I'm stressed at work, I, I drink um, power, power juice. Powerade? No, like the... Oh, like Red um, Bull. Red Bulls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Energy drinks. Energy drinks. And I was like, that is such a bad coping technique. Wow. Like, you know, just like, wow, like that is, you know, but we often think it's something physical external to us. Mm-hmm. And when we can source presence, presence is eternal. It's there. It's inside of us. It's outside of us. It's all over. It's not locked into a specific thing. It is like everything. When we can look to that as our connection point well now there's no lack of connection now there's no where is the connection it's there it's available it's just the question is like are you turning towards it or are you continuing to shut it off yeah i think that's a super powerful question yeah and can, yeah and can you even bring it in like hey this this emotion that i'm feeling or you know instead of reaching for the sugar, why am i reaching for the sugar yeah or like journal it out or ask the sugar or you know like connect with yourself in a different way yeah but it's it's so much easier to like ah, that beer looks good why are you drinking that beer i don't know it's just mm. what i do mm. oh hey yeah yeah well and you know is that working for you or is that mm-hmm. not working for you because for some people it's like it's okay and it functions but for other people, it completely wrecks their lives, their finances, their relationships. They go like, why does everybody leave me? Why does nobody love me? And mm-hmm. you're like, well, because you're looking to this thing that like really dysfunctions your relationship mm-hmm. um, as a source of love and connection. Yeah. It's not necessarily going to work. And again, just like bringing it back to like the work that you're doing mm-hmm. could just be like an hour on a table with a skilled practitioner, somebody holding that vibe of love and like really just erase so many of those patterns in a powerful way yeah. so that it never impacts. You never go like, oh, I want that again. Like, yeah. And that work can really happen in like an hour if you're ready, mm-hmm. when you're ready and willing. 
yeah, like there's so, so many stories I've heard in courses and of people I've met, of, you know, spending years in talk therapy or spending Ugh, all kinds therapy. of time doing things. You're like, but if you, what if you could go and be consciously ready to release something or have that intent and just see what happens? Mm-hmm. What if you tried going to a sound healing? What if you tried singing? What if you tried something that's a little bit out of your comfort zone maybe, but that's going to have an an impact and then mm-hmm. will change. Mm-hmm. Like something is going to change. Can we predict what it's going to be? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I've had, you know, thing, observed a session and things have been magical. I've observed a session and got a phone call shortly after, like, oh my gosh, like this transition just occurred. Mm. Um, there's no way to know, but things are, are always shifting. So we can, we can address that. We can work with it mm-hmm. and not necessarily need to, oh my God, I probably put the chiropractor's kids through school twice by right. <laughs> being there once a week for six years or twice a week sometimes yeah. versus like, hey, what's the actual cause? Can yeah. I address it? Oh, there's some emotional stuff that came up from having someone like Lucia just observe a session for a minute. Like, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was there. And hey, wow, that shoulder thing is gone. Yeah. One session. Damn, Randy got rich off of me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I mean, there is something to be said about like the allopathic mm-hmm. or the Western medical system being set up in a profit driven method. So, you know, if you're it's much more profitable generally for companies, for big companies that are just wanting to like churn out cash for themselves to give people half assed solutions that don't really resolve that cover symptoms, etc. Um, I mean, you and I could go off on yes. Western medicine for a long time, but we don't need to do that so much right here. But, you know, there are also beautiful practitioners who can just resolve things. Right. There's so many, so many challenges that I've had in my life that, you know, one or two or three sessions with somebody, somebody who really cared, who was there and invested in really allowing my body to transform or my mind and my heart to transform and never go back to the way it was that allowed permanent transformation. That like, yeah, okay, I've got some other things I want to work on. It's not like I stopped working on myself. It's not like mm-hmm. I've stopped asking for the support, but there it's not the same issue over and over again. And even if it is a similar issue, it's like another um, another spiral up the path yeah. or another layer of the onion kind of thing. Maybe a year, maybe five years ago, it was like, oh, I'm struggling with like connection and romance. And that meant, you know, I was getting yelled at. Now I'm struggling with connection and romance. It means... I need to like say something that feels awkward in my body to my partner. And my partner goes like, I love you so much. You're totally fine. Like, let's work on that. Right. It's like, yeah, I feel like I'm struggling on the same issue, but it's a radically different level of struggle. And it's not something like, oh, the back pain is still here and the drugs I'm taking are like not strong enough to handle it. Like, let me put more drugs in my body. And I think it's really important. Like often people come to alternative healing after having tried so much western stuff and i would love to see that switch around Mm -hmm. and see people go like well i've got like a little bit of low back pain let me see what you know doing once a week yoga does for that let me see what go into a gong bath or a healing or a body talk or a you know some sort of presencing activity yeah so let's see if being more engaged in community could make me feel less isolated make my Mm -hmm. body feel less stressed and then um be like happier in my life and if I'm happier in my life my pain goes away because I'm not worried all the time you go like oh like yeah let's give these like not that they're low level but they're like really not invasive right mm-hmm. they're not invasive um life sentence sort of 
uh, medicine or healing opportunities. They're very much like, let's work with where you're at, mm-hmm. look at the root causes, unravel those from a very non-invasive, from a very like loving and connected sort of perspective. And people look for those things first. Like uh, with women, I do like yoni steaming. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's like, it's so gentle. You're like, how can this solve things when like I should have my uterus removed or I need to be taking drugs like seven days a month every every month to like handle what's going on? It's like, maybe you just need to sit still for 20 minutes, three days a month. Eat some warm foods and some soup. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like there's like easier yeah. ways to solve these problems. Yeah. Yeah. We get into like so many societal constructs of Ugh. things, but the, at the same time, like there is such value in the what if question when used in it with curiosity not the like oh my gosh what if you get stuck in the ditch and you can't get out of the ditch but what if if i did get stuck in the ditch it would magically fix itself Mm. what what if i went and tried this thing i'm not entirely sure about you know it's an investment of an hour yeah and uh, an amount of money Mm -hmm. but what if you know talking to you for a consultation yeah shift something for somebody encourages them to try it how many people how many people are going to try yoni steaming now? Mm. Um, or body talk. <laughs> right? Like We have all of these things that are out there, and things can change with many of them, which yeah. is really cool. Like it's, it's really exciting at the same time that there are different people. Like People are stepping into their positions or their observation skills or their, what they've learned and sharing that mm. in, mm-hmm. a, in a way to support and uplift these huge transitions we're going through Mm -hmm. and working with new systems that are there as opposed to you know this is the only way it can be like oh hey you've got acne you need to take this one pill it's called accutane well yeah here's the side effects oh my gosh do you want to get me started on that you want me to to rant on that for a little bit growth on it um you know one example versus you know hey you're you're a high school student with acne like what's your diet like are you absorbing energy that's not yours are you do you feel safe or comfortable in your own skin like these are things that could have shifted it (laughs) rather than like okay cool well uh there's subsidized health care here so you don't pay to go to the doctor you pay that for prescriptions that's a lot it's a different way than to go and try a Reiki practitioner who will have a fee for their session or a counselor who will have a fee. So we have these amazing things that are out there and with the technology we have now, somebody can be on an internet screen. You can do a consult with someone in Bali Mm -hmm. or Australia or Zimbabwe. I can talk to somebody anywhere. You you can listen to people reading tarot cards or doing the astrological forecast for the week. Mm-hmm. whatever it might be like that's incredible that we have this because we're all connected through quantum physics and all these things can change and uh, add like once you start to change stuff for yourself like your world changes you see things differently yeah how cool is that it's it's incredible to, to open up and crack open that way i know sometimes people come to these different experiences through you know really challenging experiences we call them dark night of the soul like really challenging experiences but I think also once you tap into network of support group like people who are supportive practitioners for me it was like a series of people over maybe a decade around the same time frame Mm -hmm. as you like a decade or so Um, and I think it's happening faster and faster for people now like people are going through the journey that took us 10 years in like two years Mm -hmm. going like boom 
okay, now you're a wise awake human being who can see the root causes, who can see energy, who can see what's going on and really be in a different place with that. So it's, re it's really an exciting time and it's really incredible to be able to offer that, mm -hmm. um, you know, to, and I, I often think like, you know, I wasn't the most fun while I was going through that dark night, but definitely when COVID started or when the whole, like that thing that's going on in the world, um, I was like, wow, I'm so grateful I spent the last 10 years learning the tools mm -hmm. <laughs> to be able to handle fear and anxiety that are coming from the outside world and put up those energetic walls and, and you know, have the resources of people and friends to be able to say, like, hey, I'm feeling overwhelmed. Like, you know, can we, can we do something about mm -hmm. this? Can we handle it in a different way and turn inwards, look for personal strength rather than looking outwards for... Um, drugs or pharma or whatever to, to solve that for myself. Yeah. Because it doesn't solve it. It just covers it up. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on or that, yeah. wise words before we wrap wise up? Wise words from me? I don't know about that. Oh, you've got lots like something of, I might say. Got um, lots of wise words in there, Greg. Yeah. I, I think a big, if there's a, a, a big thing I could share is like be open to try something. Mm, for maybe, sure. Maybe it's for you. Maybe it's not for you. Maybe it's researching a website. Maybe it's asking around for something. Um, mm -hmm. Having that little bit of openness and curiosity, I think, brings a really different energy to anything you have. Mm -hmm. And we're in such an interesting time where there is so much information out there. Like, I we can stop recording, and I can turn the record button off, and I can learn in the space of as long as it would take me to type these searches in. Uh, how to jumpstart a car, how yeah. to pull a truck out of the ditch, how to build a grow tower, yeah. um, how to bake sourdough bread, how to rebuild an engine, um, how to preg check a cow. Like All of these things are available. <laughs> what, whatever we want to do, so we're in this neat period where like, we can change, we can embody things, and we can connect with other like-minded people. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it, for me, that's been an overarching thing. That's how I got here to be talking to you. Yeah. It's like, oh, hey, this this body talk thing worked for me. Where can I learn it? Oh, this this woman named Lucia Jacob in in BC. I'm in BC. I could drive up there and learn that and take some courses. And yeah. like one thing led to another. But that that openness to like make a phone call, send an email, yeah. try it out. Like you don't have to commit to anything, but maybe a seed is planted and you follow it out. You know, maybe yeah. you're curious about Yanni steaming now. Um, yeah. what you know, what whatever it is, just to have that in yourself because there's nothing to say that anything has to be a specific way yeah you you are the authority in your life and you know what works for you and doesn't so if something doesn't feel good you don't have to keep doing it you can yeah. you can step out and I mean that's been super helpful for me yeah from being told multiple times I'll never run again mm. I, I ran 11 miles beside of a mountain and jumped in a cold creek yesterday right I, I'm gonna go for a beautiful sunset run today but I could have just as easy taken somebody else's perception right of you will never do this again to heart. And I mean, that's a, a separate discussion about conscious language. Maybe I'll do an episode about that. But, you know, we have we have all these amazing abilities within us. And sometimes it can be something as simple as recognizing it or mm -hmm. having a conversation eye to eye for mm -hmm. however long it's been. Like this is a huge, a huge benefit we all have. And as maybe one of the last things we like, you know, reach out for something, like ask somebody what's worked for them. Mm. Try something different. Are you mm -hmm. following someone on Instagram? Like, send a message. You, know, you never know. You might yeah. get an answer or not. Yeah. 
Yeah, and lots of lots of people who are practitioners now are happy to answer, you know, some questions or point your free resources. Like mm-hmm. most alternative practitioners have some form of free resource that's available. If you know, you mentioned Reiki yeah. through the internet. Like there are gads of like yeah. Reiki videos on YouTube of people just being like, yeah. "I'm broadcasting healing whenever you touch this." It's coming yeah. to you like quantum entangled through the field. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to reach millions of people like that. That exists. And thank you very much for joining me on today's episode, friends. It is always fun for me to record these, and I do hope you get a lot out of them. As always, if you enjoyed this, please share it with your friends, your family members, your colleagues, your coworkers, your hairdresser, the guy at the restaurant, uh, wherever you're going. I do my best to research these and give a lot of good information. And there's a lot of people out there that can benefit from hearing the stories and also having that perspective shift that can come along with, with listening. As well, if you get a chance, I do encourage you. It really helps me out if you can leave a five-star review at the podcast platform you're listening to, as well as maybe even write something. So, uh, yeah, if you get a chance, please do that. I prefer Apple Podcasts is how I listen to things, but I know that uh, Stitcher's out there, Spotify's out there, Google Play or Google Podcasts, there's a whole bunch of them. So if you get a chance, please do drop a five-star rating and leave a review. That would be fantastic. And with that, have a wonderful day, friends. We will catch you on the next episode of The Wisdom of the Wilderness. Uh-huh.